0: Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word because brother you need the word. Amen. We certainly welcome all of you who are joining us by television or joining us online at airjesus.com. Delighted to have you today. Stay tuned to today's message. We're we're continuing something we started last time about a pursuing attitude, a pursuing attitude. So stay tuned to today's message. If you will, open your Bibles up to the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel, there in the Old Testament. If you start at Genesis and start flipping to the right, 1 Samuel is probably around the 7th or 8th book of the Bible. 1 Samuel, chapter 30. 1 Samuel, chapter 30. And just want to read a few uh, selected verses. 1 Samuel, chapter 30. Let's read... We'll read verse 8, and we'll also read verse 18 and verse 19. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 8, verse 18 and verse 19. Let's read verse 8 together in unison. Ready? Read. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, Pursue, for thou shalt overtake them, and without fail recover all. And also look at verse uh, 18 and 19. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil, nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered all. And I want to just use as a subject a a pursuing attitude. A pursuing attitude. Notice, just to give you a little background on this scripture, uh, David and his men had been off. And when they got back to their home city, uh, an invasion had occurred. Home invasion had incurred. So y'all thought home invasion was new. No. Home invasion had incurred at David's house, at his camp. And his wives and children, all the people's wives and children and possessions had been taken. And uh, it was really an awful sight. Uh, David didn't know what to do. And he had learned from his better uh, some of his bitter experiences He had learned to ask God first Before he did anything So he, he said God Shall I go after them Shall I pursue and I want you to see this pursuing attitude That he had Shall I pursue after them And God answered him With one word God said pursue God said pursue Now the word pursue Means to go after Go after your stuff Go after your stuff. It also means to follow in an attempt to capture. So God, and, and and you know, I thought about this. I said, in God's mind, God was probably thinking, when David said, God, should I pursue them? God was probably thinking, if you want your stuff back, you you better pursue them. <laughs> you want to get your, see, we've been too laid back. We've been too laid back, and we've been going without, and we've been doing without. We've we've lost some things. We're living without some things. We've allowed misery to come into our lives, and we've been waiting, sitting back, waiting on something to happen, and all along, God is saying, if you want your life, if you want your life where you want it to be, you want to recover what you've lost, what you need, you're going to have to get up and pursue. You're going to have to get up and go after it. You got to. Get, everything's not going to be delivered to your front door. Everything's not going to be dropped on your lap as you're on the sofa watching television. Your husband's not going to just, your, your future husband, he's not going to just ring the doorbell and say, may I come in? He's not going to just show up. No, if you want some things, I mean, if you want to change your life, if you want to change where you are, you want to go to another level, there are some things you're going to have to get up and go after. You're going to have to pursue them. You're going to have to pursue. Now, David was nice about it. He prayed first. But I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. There are some things that happen to you in life you don't even need to pray about. it. You need to get up and move. Immediately. Be honest with David was not, the only reason David prayed because David had made some mistakes in the past because he didn't put God first. So he said, alright, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it in order this time. But honestly, there are some things that happen to you. There's no need of you praying about. You already know what you're supposed to do. No, there's no need of you praying. Uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> there's some, I mean, there's just some things there's no need of you uh, praying about. You already you already, I mean, if you hadn't eaten in three days, no need of you asking God, should I get, get him, go get me something to eat? <laughs> Lord, should I use the bathroom? No, you, some things you already know. You already know. <laughs> and so, uh, when certain situations are, are happening in your life, there's no need for you to pray about it. When this same thing happened to Abraham, and uh his nephew, Lot, had been taken captive and all of the things that Lot had and people. And, and it was one of the servants ran and told Abraham. Abraham didn't pray. Abraham got up, armed his 318 servants, and went after him and got his stuff back. And so there's a pursuing attitude. There's a pursuing attitude that God himself ordains. That you don't just let... Uh, things walk all over you in life and you do nothing about it. You don't just, you don't just let your husband leave or your wife leave and you just give up so well, you know, it was a good marriage. No, 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 no. You don't have to ask God, should I pursue restoring my marriage? Of course you should. You don't have to ask God, should I pursue healing for my, body? of course you should. You don't have to ask God, should I pursue getting out of debt and getting my finances? Of course you should. God, should I pursue getting my body in shape and Working out and being, of course, there are some things you don't even have to pray about. There are some things that uh, inevitably belong to you and they will not appear and show up in your life just because you want them. You are going to have to be required to get up and go get some things. Nothing worthwhile just will fall in your lap. It's not going to just fall in your lap like ripe cherries off a tree. You have to get up and go get it. Turn to your neighbor and say, get up and go get it. Get up and go get it. I I like the lepers over, I can't remember if over in 1st or 2nd Kings, these lepers were in Samaria there and a great famine there was in the land. And these lepers were sitting out there starving to death because their city had been besieged. Army had besieged it, so it was really locked. And uh, these lepers sat out there, and they were starving because it was a great famine in the land. And so they finally looked at each other, and they said, we got two choices. They said, we can sit here and die, or we can get up and go hunt for food. Now, he said, the, the bad thing about him, if we get up and go hunt for food, there is a possibility that we could be caught and killed. But they said, if we sit here, we're going to die for sure. And so when they waited, they said, there's a possibility of dying here, but this is sure death. They said, we might as well get up and go for it. We have nothing to lose. And they pursued. They went after it. And God wrought a great deliverance because these lepers got up and decided to do something. God can only bless what you do. If you don't do anything, there's nothing for him to bless. shall prosper notice whatever you do, not whatever you want, not whatever you're dreaming about, not whatever you whatever you do. I mean you gotta get up and pursue something. And God says, then that's I can prosper you with whatever you do, whatever you do. Tell your name so whatever you do. You have to do something. You gotta have a pursuing pursuing attitude. I love um, you know, all, most of the healings that, that occurred in the ministry of Jesus, Jesus never went to these people's homes and knocked on the door and said, Is there anybody sick in here? I was in the neighborhood and I was just coming by to see if maybe, you know, if there was a lame or blind, I can do something. No, all the, all the occasions, most of the occasions we find where miraculous healing took, These people were tracking Jesus down. This lady, she looked out there and the Bible said she spent all her living on physicians trying to get well and there was no cure. She got out there and she heard Jesus was somewhere in an area. Crowds were. there was no way legally she wasn't supposed to be out there because she, uh, it was against the law to have an issue of blood out in public. This woman was sick. This woman was tired. This woman had lost everything she had. This woman had to do something. And she had a. Per- Suing to, she said if I want to change my position I got to change something that I'm doing And I got to get up there to, I heard there's a healer in town And I'm going after him And she pressed her way She pressed her way And I love her because She literally took her healing She didn't ask Jesus to be healed She took it Jesus turned around and said Whoa somebody has gotten some out of me here she took her healing, she had a pursuing attitude. She went after it. She went after it. What if she'd have just laid home and said, "Well, uh, I guess there's no hope for my healing i I guess you know the doctors there's nothing they can do, and I've spent everything. What if she just stayed home what about the What about the uh the man who the paralytic who who was sick of palsy and and four men brought, he got his friends to take him to a little church meeting that Jesus was doing a little Bible study in the house. And when they got there, they couldn't get in. Too many people crowded around the door. The house was packed. The house was packed. No way in. People hanging outside the door. What if they said, well, we might as well go home. We can not we couldn't get in. No. They began to search every crevice and crack of that house to find a way in. And they immediately went up to the roof. They had to risk something to pursue, but they had a pursuing attitude. And so when Jesus saw him, Jesus looked up. He saw, he saw this sawdust dropping down in the middle of his meeting. So he looks up he sees a bed being lowered, oh my God, it touched his heart, he saw somebody who refused to quit he saw somebody who refused to take no for an answer, he saw somebody that was willing to pursue even when it wasn't easy and when it was not convenient, even when there was no room, even when they might be embarrassed, or they might be ridiculed, even when they risk their life, he he looked up and when Jesus, he said oh my God, the Bible says he saw their faith, there's something thing i begin to see there's a connection between your faith and a pursuing attitude jesus told the woman that touches him she said he said your faith has made your host there's there's a connection between faith and a pursuing attitude people that jesus noticed their faith they had a pursuing attitude willing to willing to do something so you know i really feel that we've missed out on so much because we've been waiting on things to happen we've been waiting Turn your neighbor said, We've, "We've been waiting. We've been waiting, and been just waiting, just waiting on God to drop it out the sky to us. Waiting on our big break. Waiting, and we're waiting for something to happen instead of making something happen. You have to make something happen. You have to. God moves when you move." There's a, I mean, there's a, that's a, that's a law of science. Once a body enters motion, it stays in motion. Something happens when a body enters into motion. And so you have to move. And um, I begin to realize that the, the promises of God, they don't just fall on us. The promises of God don't just fall on you. There are some things that are promised to you, but they don't just automatically fall on you. If you, if you look at, if you search scripture, you find the children of Israel, when God told them, He said, God said, I've given you the promised land. And, and this is imagery of the promises of God that God has given us. It's, it's, the same, it's a type, it's a foreshadowing of the promises of God. God said, I've given you the promised land. It's your land. But now the problem was, it was their land. God promised it to them. It was their land. God had given it to them. But the only problem was, there were giants living in that land. In fact, so much so, the first time they came there, they went back home. They didn't try to go into that land. And notice this. It was their land. God had given it to them. God had promised it. But they looked in there and saw the giants and went back home. It was their land. It was their promise. But they looked in there and went back home. God is saying, you got to possess the promises of God. See, they, they had to possess the land. In other words, they had to move in there, pursue it, fight, take it, and possess that land. It was theirs. God had promised it. God had given it. But they had to. And so the same is true of the blessings of God. Healing belongs to you. But baby, i got news for you. you got to fight for your healing. You gotta fight for your healing. You gotta, you gotta seek. You gotta, you gotta go for it. You gotta go for it. You gotta, mean, you gotta pursue it. It's not gonna just fall on you. You gotta go for it. I, Brother Kenneth Hagan, when he was on his deathbed as a young man on his deathbed, he had three serious conditions in his body. He had an incurable blood disease. He had an enlarged heart, a deformed heart. And he also was paralyzed. He had three life-threatening conditions. Any one of them would have killed him. In fact, the doctors had told him there was nothing they could do. they basically sent him home to die. Well, Kenneth Hagin, he heard the doctor's reports. He knew he had paralysis. He knew he had an incurable blood disease. He knew he had heart deformity. He knew he was doomed to die. And he began to search all of his options. He said, and... There was a Bible in his room. And he said, I believe that if there's any possibility of me being healed, it's in that book right there. And he got that Bible. And he began pursuing his healing in God's word. Day and night. Day and night. He knew nothing about the Bible. He knew nothing. But he honestly believed if there was any hope for him being healed. He believed it was going to be in that book called the Bible. And he searched it day in and day out. He said, since I don't have long to live, he said, I'm just skip to the New Testament. Because, <laughs> you know, the doctors had given him up to die, so he didn't have long to live. So he said, I don't have time to read this whole thing. So he says, he, he looked at the Bible, he said, old and new. He said, I'm going with the new. And he just, he skipped, he jumped right into the new. And he began devouring, looking, pursuing, and he said, there got to be something in here that can heal me. And then he found it. He found it. He found it. Turn your neighbor say, he found it. Well, he found it, and he, he got over in the book of Mark, chapter 11, verse 25, and it simply says this. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. And he found that. He said, wait a minute. He said, Jesus said this. Whatever I desire, when I pray, believe I receive it and I shall have it. And he began to put that into practice. He said, I desire healing for my deformed heart. I desire healing for my paralysis. I desire healing for my incurable blood disease. And he said, I have desired it. And he said, now I've asked for it. And he said, now I believe I have received it. And he said, so I'm well. And he said, as he sat there, he said, he thought to himself. He said, now, and it was about 10 o'clock in the morning. He said, a well person should be up at 10 o'clock in the morning. He had been bedridden, sick on his deathbed. He said, well, if I'm well, according to what I just believed and said, I should be up. He swung his wet legs over onto the side of the bed, and he pushed himself up. And he said the moment he stood on his feet, he felt a picture, like a a lemonade picture. He said he felt a picture on top of his head. And he said he felt something coming down, a warm glow from his head flowing down over his body. He said it felt like honey that was oozing down over his body. And he said at the moment his feet touched the ground, this... He felt this he felt this warm substance coming all down over his body. He knew it was the power of God. And from that moment on, he was healed. He went down and had breakfast. His family was surprised to see him. He went out. He said, Family, I'm healed. He said, God has healed me. He said, I found it in God's word and acted on it, and God has performed his work. See, that's a pursuing attitude. You gotta be you gotta be willing to go after it. I don't care what it is, you gotta go after the things of God. Go after it. Healing belongs to you, but it's not going to just fall. you got to go after it. you got to be willing to pursue it. A good marriage belongs to you, but you got to go after it. you got to go after it. you got to pursue it. If you're having trouble in your marriage, go see Pastor Nathaniel. If that don't work, come see me. Wait, I'm not saying this. If that don't work, go see Pastor James. If that doesn't work, go buy some books. Go to some seminars, you got to seek it out, you got to pursue it, don't give up, you got to find it, find it, find it, you got to be creative. One man was having trouble in his mansion, he, he said, I got it. he said, there got to be something I can do. He started leaving his wife love notes in different places around the house. His wife started finding those notes every day, she started getting so excited, she started looking for him every day. It rekindled a fresh love in their marriage. Marriage was restored. All because he was willing to try something different. She was willing to try something. He was willing to pursue. He was willing to. You got to pursue it. You got to go after it. The promise belongs to you. It, it, the promises are yours. But you got to be willing to pursue it. Do something different. Remember what Mike Murdoch said. I shared it last week. You will never possess what you are unwilling to pursue. You will never possess what you are unwilling to pursue. You have cancer. Keep looking. Keep trying. Go to the 49daycancercure.com. It's an alternative way. It's a natural way. Try it. You have the thing that Pastor Nathaniel, he had a hard time trying to get people to just try it that had cancer. He said he would get them on it, but nobody would follow through. They wouldn't pursue it. They had nothing to lose. You're dying of cancer anyway. What do you have to lose by trying something natural that, that may work? It may just work. He had a hard time finding anybody that even try it. Try it. I mean, you can have nothing to lose if they've already said you're going to die. I mean, you might as well die trying, die pursuing, die looking. <laughs> Find a way. Find a way. Have a pursuing attitude. Have a pursuing attitude in everything in life. We have, at one of our staff meetings... At our company, we were we were sharing our um, particular sales goals, and we had been we were selling tickets for one of our conventions and the major events. And one employee had sold nearly two hundred tickets, and another employee raised a hand and said they had sold zero tickets. And they said the reason that they didn't sell any tickets was because nobody brought them any tickets to sell. Now, nobody brought anybody in the tickets, but the the person who sold 200, they got up and went looking for the tickets. And folks, everything is not going to be brought to you on the silver planet. You got to go pursue it. I'm telling you, you got to go after it. You got to go after it. You got to go after it. The lady that sold her 200, she made a lot of money because she had a pursuing attitude. The lady that was waiting on somebody to bring her some tickets, she didn't make a dime. And I'll probably lose her job. All right. (laughs) Don't forget, I love this quote. Abraham Lincoln, he said, Things may come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. Things may come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. I love to... Uh, make it difficult for people people ask for certain things I don't like to just give them. Uh, make it convenient I like to give them, a, give them an assignment give them something to do because you'll weed people out because people aren't willing to pursue anything give them something to do I'm out of time I'm going to give you something to do go to airjesus.com I want you to listen to this message message number 7343 a pursuing attitude you can also email it to a friend absolutely free of charge I want you to pursue it thank you for joining us today at Brothers on the Way, because, brother, you need the Word. <laughs> praise God. Praise God. A pursuing attitude. Pursuing attitude. Praise God. This ends message number 7343 by C. Elijah Brauner To hear other messages or to send this message number 7343 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This has been message number 7343. Listen to Jesus.com and the online word.com often and keep your spirit charged up.